growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool to dream sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them well a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on. Welcome. It is the Outdoor Zone. We're live right here every Sunday, if you didn't know that, from 7 to 9 a.m. Plus, you can catch us on all of our social media outlets, the iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Wow, you got them all. 24-7, 365. Listen to past episodes. we got 129,000 episodes up there, and you can listen to them for free. 129,000 episodes. Hours. I don't know. I made all that part up. But <laughs> you can find us there. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. Thank you. Thankful for you, regulators, for listening to us and tuning in each Sunday and uh, listening to the podcast and all of that good stuff. I'm Cody Ryan sitting with me this morning. Beefsteak. Oh, yeah. And Road Rash Twisting Wires. Why TJ is up in Wisconsin. And cheese heads. Eating cheese curds and everything up there. But I'll tell you what we got down here. We got something a lot better than cheese curds, eh? Yeah, we do. In fact, uh, we're going to be talking to Captain Gordon about, uh, you know, offshore fishing. And if you can't get down there to do some offshore fishing, you can go to Austin's hottest new restaurant, the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Our amazing friends at Shore are serving regional coastal cuisine that I hope we can talk about with Captain Gordon also. Combining flavors from Texas, Louisiana, and Mexico. Uh, you know, they have a fantastic pet-friendly patio, which is really good for Austin, with live music on selected nights, open for lunch and dinner every day, with a killer brunch on Saturday and Sunday, which you could hit this afternoon. And they have a wonderful house-made uh, bread and the poor boy bread direct from New Orleans. So... Get over there today, if you can, and talk to the owners, Rick Wahlberg and Jim Snyder. Tell them that the boys from the Outdoor Zone sent them. You can uh, find them over there located right off of Highway 71 at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y in Oak Hill. That's the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Go get you some. And you are correct. We do have Captain Gordon Taylor on the line with us, but he is not offshore. He's an inshore saltwater angler. Well, you know, it's catching, all to me. Catching trout 
I bet he gets some good seafood down there uh, on the shoreline. That is huh? that is correct. Mr. Taylor, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. How are y'all doing? I'm good. How about yourself, man? I saw some pictures. Uh, I talked to somebody yesterday. I was doing a fishing show down here, and they were saying that they were at the coast last week, and they said they couldn't figure out the trout, but they caught a bunch of redfish while they were trying to find the trout. Um, but it looks like you figured out the trout this week. Oh, yes. That that trout bite was dead on. It was Thursday. It was cold, nasty, north wind blowing. I was kind of thinking, what the heck am I doing out here? But I tell you what, I, I bailed out of the boat at 630 in the morning, still dark. Uh, by 830, I had already caught two limits of trout, and I was just keeping the bigger ones. And uh, the group I took out, uh, Casey, Kimbrough, and Michael, man, we got out there and we just cast after cast we're using slow little sinking suspending lures out there and it was just about every cast you would bring in a trout man is that are are those hard baits or or are they Mm -hmm. yeah just a hard bait like a kind of a jerk bait kind of deal or the little mirror lures yeah that's it just real tiny the smallest one you can find and the bone color was working you threw it out there you were in deep water, just threw out as far as you could, let it just sink, count to 10. As most of the time, the fish were hammering it for it, could even sink to the bottom and taking off like you were using bait. And uh, then you would just start retrieving, and bam, they would just hammer it out there. And it, we had no time at all, 8.30, 9 o'clock, we were done with three limits of trout. And we also found a real nice red also, but the reds weren't out there like the trout on that nasty, cold, cloudy day. Usually that's a trout day, really is. And and so are you you, you kind of mentioned it deeper water meaning so y'all are out of the boat you're wading you know are you in you know uh, chest deep water waist deep water casting out to eight oh, yeah. eight foot of water or what's what's deep well probably about five to six yeah um, that's where they were but we also found some trout the bigger trout were hanging closer to the uh, shoreline and probably about two foot of water but it the bite was super slow but boy you get the bigger trout there i was over there just playing around after i got my limit just to see if they were up there but the trout action the heaviest trout action yeah we were about uh just over belly button high and just standing there one time i had a little rogue wave come over the waiter and water in my waders and oh my god 58 degree water that'll wake you up Oh, man. Well, that's fun. So what do these trout, I mean, what does a spawn look like for a trout? What does that What does that do? Do they get up shallow and make beds, or how do they spawn? I really, I, I don't well, know how they how that works down there. Usually that happens, the spawn happens between like about February, April is when they're spawning. And that's usually when you can catch that big trophy trout. Usually about February is when all the trophy trout hunters are down here uh, trying to get their personal best, whether it's a 30-plus inch trout and everything. And somebody recently even caught a 33-inch trout down here that weighed a little over 11 pounds, and that was a hoss. Wow. Catch one of those. and But I haven't seen much eggs in them lately. Yeah. Uh, not yet. It's not time for the spawn, but it'll it'll be coming up here shortly. So they may be doing a little feeding up before that time happens right now, and it's a good time to, to get on an active bite, too, then. Oh, uh, well, we've, we've had the good fortune right now with all these fronts that keep rolling in. 
and I love it that it just doesn't stay cold. We're warming up again. Right. And then right before the next front, and you know how that is, they just start feeding like crazy. Yeah. And it just, uh, you know, gets fat to keep that warmth going. So Are you- I'm, I'm ready for the next one this next week, too. i got another group i got to take out and looking forward to catching even bigger trout, hopefully. Yeah. Are you looking, is, is there grass around or is it mainly sand or, or shell? I mean, that's pretty well, much your options, huh? Yeah, it's a combination of all three. Where I go fishing... Uh, when we bail out of the boat, we have all these islands out there that you can fish with all the sand pockets, or there's a sandbar that runs parallel with the shoreline, and they may be against there. And then if you can't find them in the shallower water, then you have the option of going out to the outside as far as you can and throwing deep. So, And then if you're not getting them in, then you can just get back in the boat, go around the islands, go into the flats, which are about a foot, uh, two feet deep, some some big, deeper pockets, but and we'll drift the flats, throw some drift socks out, and we're just chunking lures ahead of the boat and seeing if they're in there. Sometimes they'll be in there, like today, being nice and sunny and warm. They're in the flats just enjoying it, just like we would out there, you know, staying warm. So yeah. That's my options where I go. It's just fun because, you know, like you were saying, we don't go offshore. We just hang out in the bays and just hit all these islands, just a nice little short trip out. I'm I'm five minutes from the dock where I fish, so it's a real short trip. Oh, I love that. Now, are we looking at, uh, are there any bait options as far as, you know, if you get some kids out there, are they going to be throwing bait or is artificial oh, yeah. good enough? Or what kind of bait are we throwing right now this time of year? Well, this time of year, if you can find it, it's kind of scarce. Uh, shrimp. Shrimp yeah. is the key right now. I mean, you get out there with some pop of the corks and a shrimp and, uh, you can figure out where the reds and the black drum are and, you know, catch a variety then with the trout and everything else. And, uh, oh, yeah, kids would have a blast right now and even the adults when we get out there. But right now I've had a, a good fortune of having some really, really experienced anglers wanting to go out and they just want to bail out of the boat and go off on their own and fish, which is good for me because I get a fish then. Right, right. I <laughs> love that. Yeah. Well, see, and then the other day when we went fishing, these were uh, a couple of friends of mine, and y'all were talking about restaurants. They finally opened the the famous restaurant down here called the Crab Inn, which has been here forever. That got blown away during the hurricane, and uh, that that was our goal that day was catching enough fish because we had, we had reservations for their grand opening, and uh, we took our all our trout in there, and they they blackened it and Cajun fried it for mm. us and everything. It was great mm, hungry good man i love that there's there's not a lot of places you can go and get something that fresh right there that nope. you you caught yeah. yourself you know i love that exactly so hey captain gordon if you uh if if somebody wants to get a hold of you and book a trip and get down there um what do they need to do you got some spots open you got availability oh yeah just give me a call we'll we'll make it work for you and call me at 361 361- Three one nine zero zero nine nine. Or yes. you can look me up on Facebook, or you can even email me at taylorgj60 at gmail.com. Give them that number one more time. 361-319-0099. So, Captain Gordon, do you think we uh, should set up a spring break time, or is that not the time to go down there? Oof. 
spring break is packed. Yeah. <laughs> weather, of course. I mean, if it's like today, beautiful, sunny, oh, no, you don't want to be out there. But uh, if it gets overcast like it was the other day and the spring breakers don't come down here, then it's time to go fishing, man. Yeah. All right. We'll just stay with Captain Gordon. We Ooh. don't have to find a hotel. Yeah, we'll no, I'm sure his down. wife would love having All you on over the boat. beefsteak. Yeah. Hey, uh, Captain Gordon, thank you for hanging out with us this morning, brother. And uh, we, we we watch you and we live vicariously through you from your Facebook post. So thank you. <laughs> All right. You guys have a great day. And tell TJ and uh, Sandra hi for me, okay? I will. I will. Have a good one. Captain Gordon, our our uh, faithful coast representative down there telling us that the trout bite is off the hizzy. <laughs> time to go down there, and it's trophy trout time. I guess I have to accept fishing is in the air, don't I? It Fishing is in the air. Yep. Something else that's in the air, McBride's guns. It never leaves the air. With the way society is pounding on our gun rights, it's imperative that we support a local gun shop, the one we trust with our constitutional rights, McBride's Guns. Looking for your personal carry? McBride's is the place. Looking for a gunsmith? McBride's is the place. Whether you're looking for a new rifle, a shotgun, personal carry, or special order firearm, McBride's is the place. You'll find McBride's at the same place it's been for years, right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them at 512 472 3532 or go online mcbridesguns.com mcbrides guns your hometown gun shop uh all right up next your peter report uh that's always uh, fun take your blood pressure medicine you're gonna need it for this one you get it only one place right here 24 7 365 you can catch us at the outdoorzone.com Jeff Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. Alright, welcome back. Man, I just hit a wall, but it's alright, because... It's a new year, and it doesn't mean you have to miss out on a great deal on a new Honda because your Central Texas Honda dealers will get you off to a fast start in 2020 with great year-beginning savings on a new Honda. So get where you're going with a deal you'll like and a Honda you'll love, like the 2020 Honda Civic that is KBB.com's Best Buy in 2020, the compact car category. Beneath its exterior lies a powerful engine ready to come alive with the press of the gas pedal. And with a roomy interior that seats up to five, no one has to miss out on the excitement. So if you're envious, don't be. Buy a new Honda today from your Central Texas Honda dealers online at centraltexashondadealers.com. Get where you're going in a Honda. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is registered trademark. Kelly Blue Book Company Incorporated. You didn't hit a wall. You just passed it right there. Uh, you just jumped right. over it with that. Now it's time for this week's Peter Report. They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Peter Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. 
Pete has submitted a well, this one falls into line with the Super Bowl. Yes, today. Today is the Super Bowl. If you See, didn't know. Yeah. I didn't I had to look it up yesterday. Oh my gosh. Everybody, what? you know, more viewers in the world will watch this than anything else during the year. Because of the game? Huh? Because Super Bowl. Well, commercials. Right. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> Peter submitted, and and I can watch all the commercials immediately following the Super Bowl. Probably right before too, mm, you know. Yeah, well, net, uh, uh, YouTube, you know, they'll right. all be on there. Uh, Peter submitted a Colin Kaepernick inspired ad to be featured during the Super Bowl, but it was reportedly didn't make the final cut. Peter says the NFL pressured Fox to snub the ad, likely because of its ties to the polarizing former quarterback. Peter's commercial features various animated animals taking a knee to protest injustice while someone hums the Star-Spangled Banner. The animal rights organization told the outlet that it wanted the ad to call for an end to speciesism and to challenge people to expand their concept of injustice to include humans, humans' injustice against other species. Peter said the ad agency it hired to create Capper-inspired commercial did a good job, and the spot was pitched to Fox last month. The organization reportedly uh, reportedly hopeful after a Fox commercial clearance rep told Peter on December 30th the network would uh, receive the spot and was looking it over. Then on January 3rd, Peter was told that the ad was still being discussed internally and that Fox would get back to them soon. Yet after multiple follow-ups, Peter hasn't gotten a definite word, alleging that its ad agency told him that the NFL was pushing Fox to reject the ad. Peter has also claimed that numerous requests to run the ad, either before or after the game, in local Fox markets have been ignored. A league insider told TMZ (laughs) that its networks call to approve or reject ads. That it's the network's call to, you know, uh, approve or not approve ads. So you got a bunch of we got to break cartoon, this down a little bit. Cartoon here. animals. Have you you saw it? Oh my! No, Lord. I didn't watch it. Oh. I didn't watch it. Mm-mm. I'm not giving them a view. I'm not giving them a view. Well, on I that. did. Yes, you did. You gave them. You paid Peta a penny. I don't know view. what I paid him, yeah, but I had sir. to see this and this crap. And you paid him through YouTube. I, I will tell you here. Here's how it goes down: is that it's a bunch of animated, right? Right. Like, and Cartoon. it reminds me of a of a young kid's storybook that you open up, and there's right, this nice right, little right, right. sheep and cows and pigs and all these innocent little animals that do nothing but eat all day. Right. Don't know where they get the food. And they have no purpose in life, right? <laughs> but they're out in fields. Nobody's farming. No, no. They're not, not eating farm food or anything. Grains and God forbid there be fences. Exactly. And the lions that are dragging off, uh, you know, the slowest hyena. <laughs> not hyena, but, you know, the, yeah, yeah. the yak or whatever it is, you know, antelope. Uh, but they are taking a knee. All these animals are looking like, oh, out into the sunrise and taking a knee and bowing their head. Yeah. And I'm so sick. It sickened me to think of, I don't even want to, I mean, I went and saw a movie last night, Last Full Measure, not going to get into that yet, but you have this whole thing on one side of people 
the, you know, doing a real sacrifice for humans right. to para jumpers, taking care of them, going into the jungle, sacrificing last full measure. Um, and then these people that are portraying this as being something of valor, yeah, uh, animal, an animated animal taking a knee for the cause of what? Yeah. I mean, for PETA, what was it called? What What is it when you try to make, you use the word, um, where they try to make uh, humans and, oh, and animals. Species, the, uh, speciesism. Yeah, yeah. Where, the, where everybody's the same. A dog is a boy, is a right, right, cat right. is a right. girl, or whatever it is. So PETA <sighs> is funded by folks like you all, not you wow. all, not you all as in <laughs> regulators, but, Man. you know, all of us, as in people like all of us, as in people, say we send them money, right? They make millions upon millions upon millions, hundreds of millions of dollars from donations. A lot. A lot. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Eight, 800 million, something like it's Hundreds. Half a billion of millions of dollars mm -hmm. they make from people just giving their hard-earned money to this organization that is in return producing a commercial like this and then trying to get it onto a Super Bowl spot advertisement, which is the highest. More eyes than anybody else. Well, right? there's it's the, it's the most expensive ad you can buy. Uh, I get what, see what you're getting at. What is that solving? What boots are on the ground doing a damn thing about any of this hmm. injustice? You're not doing a thing. You're playing a cartoon that just did completely disrespects our country to show that you like to save kitties and puppies. No, don't. I'm so sick of this. It, like... If you're going to do something, if you're going to talk about something, if you're going to project something, freaking do it. Do something about it. Don't just spend all this money. These people, and, and there's people out there I know that have no clue that this stuff is happening. It's a feel good, man. All they want is to a little emotional. How, how do people get a tax write-off by donating to PETA? That's what I want to know. I donate to organizations, right? Mm -hmm. We all tithe and donate and all that to these organizations that are on the ground doing things for either the kids or the elderly or people in need or just regular folks trying mm -hmm. to find their way in life. Yeah. And you're promoting, you're, you get a tax write-off for this, for donating to this terrorist organization? <laughs> terrorist. It I'm is. Like, yeah, it is, really. You're it right. It is a terrorist organization. They're saying, screw America. We're kneeling, and we're going to make a stupid cartoon about it and try and spend hundreds of millions of your dollars on this commercial. Road Rush, I have nothing. to. I can't top that. I I don't know if that I even said anything that made any sense to anybody else because I'm all I was trying to do was not say something that Road Rash had to censor. That was my and so I really couldn't say what I wanted to. Armed Citizens Report up next. It is the Outdoor Zone. Catch us 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. 
This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. A 23-year-old masked man allegedly entered a Fort Wayne, Indiana apartment at 4 p.m. after breaking down the front door. Hearing breaking glass, the resident in his bedroom with his girlfriend realized it was the front door. He grabbed his AR-15 platform pistol, took position on one knee, and aimed at the bedroom doorway. According to court documents, the suspect wearing all black came into the doorway pointing a semi-automatic handgun. Resident fired at the intruder who uh, retreated into the living room and then into the kitchen where they exchanged gunfire. The suspect ran out the front door, bleeding, left a trail of blood through the parking lot, and fled in an SUV with a group of men. Local law enforcement arrived shortly afterwards where they were notified an SUV matching the bystander's description had run several red lights. The officer located the suspect at a nearby emergency room where he was being treated for a gunshot wound to the upper thigh. Police charged him with burglary with a deadly weapon, carrying a handgun without a license, residential break-in, and criminal recklessness committed with a deadly weapon. The suspect was held in a county jail without bail. You think there's more to this story? I I think there's something kind of fishy to this whole story. <laughs> I mean, I love people protecting their home, but right. Let's let's paint a little picture of the details. Yeah, you I, pointed out. Well, and I I just thought, you know, the guy. It's one. It's four o'clock in the afternoon, right? Uh, now a lot of burglaries happen when people are at work, but you would think that you would know if this guy's at work if you're going to burglarize his house or knock on the door or something, see if he answers, you know? I mean, that's the typical measure for burglar. I just know how it works. I've seen it on TV a <laughs> yeah, lot. Yeah, right. And so uh, this guy just bust in. I mean, just bust straight in at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Hmm. Okay, that's number one yeah. thing that you kind of There's a little detail a little. of a girlfriend that's in a bedroom with him at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Hmm. Okay, number That's, fact two. Yeah, okay. and this guy's obviously not there to steal the TV because he bypassed the TV to go straight to the bedroom with his pistol, right? And and how was he dressed again? I, I yeah, wearing all black, all black with like a ski cap on or something like that. Yeah, he Crazy. wasn't there to he wasn't there to steal the TV. I don't think. Hmm. Right. I mean, don't you think? Because he went straight to the bedroom, bypassed the TV in the living room. I can room. kind of finally. <laughs> I can hear the door being kicked open yeah, right yeah in the bedroom right he's mad and how did the guy what posture did he take <laughs> in the story he was ready and aiming at the door knowing that that guy was coming in to the bedroom so he was in a kneeling position <laughs> pointing at the door i didn't i didn't like this one i didn't like this the setup i don't think that it's i think there's more to this story you think there's uh some kind of romantic Back I think that a girlfriend, uh, maybe just my impression off of the reading into the story she might was be married. that well, not necessarily married, but maybe she she had multiple boyfriends. Okay, okay, <laughs> maybe he thought that was his girlfriend, and the other guy thought it was his girlfriend. I don't know. I mean, who's to say? The other thing I took from this one was neither one of these guys have been to the range practicing anytime soon. <laughs> the guy taking a stance, ready, prone position, or, you know, kneeling like, yeah. position, uh -huh. aiming at the door is not 50 yards back. He's within probably 
10 yards. 10 at the most. At yeah. the most. Right. And he's got a steady setup. He's ready. And I don't know if that's when he hit him in the thigh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he wasn't aiming for the thigh, though. If this is a boyfriend, other boyfriend feud Maybe over the woman. Maybe for the nether regions Maybe somewhere. It, Maybe it was. Maybe he was a, a better shot than right I'm in- giving him. I'm giving him, you know, credit for being. He was aiming for the tool bag. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's where, maybe maybe he was a good shot then. But I, then I'm they starting went into to the see kitchen. the bigger picture here <laughs> that you're painting. <laughs> then okay. they went into the kitchen and exchanged gunfire on each other. Again, apparently no one was hit or uh, outside of that one. I'm going to take that that first shot was a hit. The guy took off running, right? Okay. I'm going to take that that's a hit. Mm-hmm. And then it, because it's a steady rest. And then you take off and you, you're in a kitchen together. You're, again, not any further away than 10 yards apart. And 10 at yards is, at a, is a big kitchen. That's not a one-bedroom apartment. Feet. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, so, I mean, you're both missing each other. Guys need to get to the range. If and you're going to be a proficient protector of your family and 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 carry a firearm or have a firearm to protect yourself and your family and your private property, you need to know how to shoot the darn thing is all I'm saying. So I had a lot of problems with this story, with this week's Armed Citizens Report. Maybe I thought about it too hard. No, it's kind of interesting. I mean... It kind of falls into your Chuck Norris story. Does it really? (laughs) Okay. Before the show starts this morning, right, we're, you know, we get up before the sun comes up and make our way, all of us, you know, Road Rash, and myself, and Beefsteak make our way into the bunkhouse. And, of course, as soon as we get here, you know, Beefsteak, if you know anything about him, he starts telling stories. I don't like to talk before the show because we're going to get two hours of talking to each other. We don't need to converse before the show. What? we got two hours to talk to each other right now. No need to talk. Any other times, I don't like talking during breaks. I don't like talking before the show. I'm done talking to you after the show. I've just spent two hours talking Is that why to you. you run? <laughs> you run out of here? But uh, is that rude? It's not. I don't mean that to be rude. I'm just saying I only have so many words in a day, beef steak, and I I use them all up on Sundays right here. <laughs> but, all you got to uh, do is listen. <laughs> so... Beefsteak starts telling stories, and he goes, It's like the time I met uh, Chuck Norris when I was in a karate tournament. Like, okay. <laughs> right then and uh, there, I'm like, you screwed up my morning because I was trying to get in the zone, pay attention to what's going on with the show. You were not in a karate tournament with Chuck Norris. I was, too. <laughs> I, he was in the same tournament in a giant... Uh, uh, hotel in downtown Chicago, <laughs> and I happened to open the doors. Opened up, ding, to the elevator. To the elevator, and there was Chuck Norris and Bill Superfoot Wallace. They were the speakers and the grandmasters or whatever of hosting the event. And here walks in Beefsteak, a competitor yes. in a karate tournament. And I was donning my white belt. <laughs> if you don't know anything about karate, that is tournament. not an advanced level. Hey, that I, is like the six-year-olds I had, start at a white belt. So Everybody starts at a white I had two green stripes on it. Hey, that's pretty good. What does that mean? You broke a board? <laughs> I don't know. I got through my kata or something like that, you know? 
And so, anyways, they were looking like uh, they were maybe hungover a little bit or something, and they didn't have their belts on. They were just holding them in their hands yeah. and putting their head it was against the side of the elevator. And I was like, uh, looks like you're going to the same place we're going. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, guys, who are you? You play karate, too? You do high kicks and stuff, too? Or... Oh, do they let you use swords yet? I want to use a sword. We don't get to use the sharpie, sharp objects yet. Don't let me do that. And, uh, man, what I... is the black belt? Is that the next level? Can I go for? And, uh, and I said, you don't, look, you don't look very good, boys. And he's like... Here, you take it, and you do you do it then. And he handed me his black belt. Chuck Norris. Uh, Bill Superfoot Wallace. Yeah. But Chuck was sitting there giving me that look. <laughs> you know that, kid, if you touch all of those numbers on the on the elevator board, <laughs> if you grab those and go, I'm going to kick your ass. right up You would not be alive today. That was my Chuck Norris you, move. You, you know. would have been disintegrated into dust and floated away. So... And uh, when you talk about Chuck Norris moments, that's my Chuck Norris moment. Sun Automotive. Everyone at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired and maintained. It can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. We use our friends at Sun Auto Service since 1978. Family-owned and operated repair and maintenance company, Sun Auto Service. Each and every person, Sun Automotive, works hard to demonstrate that they take pride and do what they can to take care of your vehicle and their scheduled maintenance. When it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission service, Sun Auto's the place. 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway, in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway, 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Check out all the deals and specials online at sunautoservice.com. If we haven't lost you yet, we'll wrap this whole thing up. Coming up next, it is the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. You're listening to it live right here or catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Star Pro Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to The Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun. I don't know if you're much into archery, but if you aren't, you need to at least give it a go and go see our friends at Archery Country. Whether you've shot a bow before, whether you're the most professional hunter, archer, or just want to see what it's all about. There's huge competitions that go on. You don't have to hunt with a bow. You don't have to, to have shoot a belt. A like you don't a... have to have a belt like <laughs> like beefsteak. But go see our friends at Austin Archery Country. They've got a full indoor range. They've got lessons. They've got events that go on year-round. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Archery in the school is a huge program for kids. Uh, so getting the youth involved into archery is a big deal, not just at Austin Archery Country, but nationwide. You can get more information at that by going to see our friends, 8121 Research Boulevard, uh, 512-452-1222, austinarcherycountry.com for details. They're located 8121 Research Boulevard. They're closed Sundays and Mondays, but open back up Tuesdays through Fridays from 1030 to 7 and Saturdays from 10 to 5. Go see our friends at Austin Archery Country.
com. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you think that would fly if we mixed the two together and we had like a white bow and then you went up to a yellow bow and then you like went up karate. to a green bow and you had different you're, levels? You're stuck on this karate thing, aren't you? No, I just was thinking putting the two together. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean it's got some merit, maybe. Somewhere? I don't know. That didn't, hey, I, have you seen the new crossbows that don't have the big old... Uh, you know, medieval arch on the front. They come right down the side parallel yeah, with the yeah, stock. Yeah. And they're only about three inches wide. Not the, the whole thing. Yes, the whole thing. It no, doesn't I pop. Seen that they don't pop out. They run yeah. this straight up and down. And so all the mechanism pulls and it goes, I don't what do you say, vertically along um, along the side of the stock. Huh. So all the pull is there and it's only four inches three three inches wide four inches wide so you don't have this big crossbow head you know that you stick right. out and uh and you could carry it around in a pack or it, could, it looks more like a a big rifle really i mean a thicker rifle i'd never seen it i was gonna get into a little politics if you're all right with that hey it's the super bowl um we got i'm we, tired of i gotta get this out i'm tired of this impeachment uh-huh attempt isn't it over crap. now or I don't know. I need, I I quit paying attention to it. I'm so tired. Okay. Twenty four seven, all the politics on the online. You know, on, depends which on channel everything. you're watching. Though it's it's everywhere. They're trying to impeach him everywhere. It's I mean, it's on the news in general. It's on the news, and yes. it's the talk. And I'm tired of it. But in Nebraska, there's oh, yeah. some political action happening that I I love that they have elected officials. In debate over these topics, Nebraska farmers could get a free uh, could get free special permits to hunt deer on their land before the official rifle season starts under a bill that won initial approval this week. Mm-hmm. Lawmakers advanced a measure thirty eight to one. Thirty eight. So that one that's dude that's against <laughs> it doesn't have a lot of friends in their their. Uh, yeah, you know which side he's on in the debate, don't <laughs> that you? That would allow farmers to hunt on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday before the official hunting season if they got a permit. Qualified landowners could get up uh, to four free permits for them and their families. The reason they're doing this for farmers, because of the mass destruction that happens to their farmlands, which are ultimately feeding right. the deer. Yeah, lots right? of corn They got and... cornfields. Mm-hmm. We have corn feeders. Right, because right. we don't have corn fields to the degree they do. They have they're actually producing corn as their crop to uh, sell and make their livelihood. Mm-hmm. Well, deer are coming in there and eating so much of it that they're giving them as kind of like a, hey, look, I know they eat up a bunch <laughs> of your corn and you're keeping the deer alive and everything. Here's a little gimme. Here's a little slight. You can have first shot at the deer on your place before deer season opens up. And, uh, hmm. you know, so they don't hear a bunch of rifle shots. We'll give you a couple extra days right here and a f- few extra free deer to shoot, you know, for taking care of our deer herds. Because really, that's what they're doing. They're keeping those deer herds alive without these crops. Those deer aren't going to have enough food sources, right? Yeah, I mean, growing up half my life on a farm, I kind of understand um, farmers aren't not necessarily in the business to have open land for deer i mean yeah they can run around the fields right after they're plowed but really deer need like timber area and there's a lot of times that farmers will leave timber 
around. And they don't have to. Right. I mean, it's like we could plow this whole thing, you know, and because what they did, half of the time they cleared the field anyways, right? Right. And so they left, if you leave 10%, maybe for timber or along that creek, you know, in that waterway, then all the deer can live in that area, come out, feed, go back in. That's where they their habitat is, right? So I can see this is a little encouragement to keep that whole hunter, keep the habitat, shelter, food, water, they that can, whole thing rolling. They uh, they they guesstimate that a Nebraska farmers that all the Nebraska farmers together collectively lose an estimated sixty million dollars a year from deer d- destroying parts of their crop. Take half of that and put feeders out of it. Just get- no, no. <laughs> no, I think it's a cool idea. I mean, give them a few extra days, you know, like, hey, y'all are feeding the deer. Let's, you know, we'll give you a couple extra. Not extra, extra but before. But before everybody else. Yeah, come on, man. Y'all are feeding them 365 days a year, you know. And I thought, you know, and they it's were. It's a cheap way to give them an incentive for feeding for losing 60 million dollars and they said they could have like their family members you know that yeah. and their family members could be on there i know it interferes with a little bit of bow season that was one of the probably concerns i'm assuming you know because yeah, well, whatever yeah. i mean whatever i like farmers need a little extra something like that yeah to give them like i like you know the old pat on the back yeah conservation the whole thing right hey um like i told you i went and saw that movie last night the last full measure and so my quote is you know as stated at the end of the movie the title comes from the abraham lincoln's gettysburg's address where he talks about those who have made the ultimate sacrifice and in my vest all uh abe lincoln voice from these honored dead we take increased devotion that they caused for which they were and gave their last full measure of devotion all right. This week's Bible verse comes from Isaiah sixty-five twenty-five. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Live it, love it, learn it. I'm Cody Ryan. Uh, next uh, week, TJ will be back. And speaking of TJ, he is at a kids outdoor zone at a men's conference, teaching men about the kids outdoor zone and outdoor youth ministry for men in churches. To give back to the boys in their community, one Saturday, one half Saturday a month is all you got to do to run a Kids Outdoor Zone program. You can check out more information at kidsoutdoorzone.com. And next Saturday, Saturday, our our chapter is meeting second Saturday, and it's all about knives. All right, teaching knives or throwing knives or making knives or cutting stuff. How to be safe. They take How a, to be safe. They're going to raise their right hand and do an oath. I promise to handle my knife the right way or have it taken away. Perfect. All so. right. Uh, catch us next week, same place, same time. Thank you for hanging out. I'm Cody Ryan. Thank you, Beefsteak, for You're coming welcome, in buddy. with the corona flu and all. And thank <laughs> you, Road Rash, for Twisting Wires. Um, all right. On behalf of TJ, regulators, let's mount up. Broadway nights, and I'd send him some homemade wine. But he was killed by a man with a switchblade knife. For forty-three dollars, my friend lost his life. I'd love to.
spit some beach nut in that dude's eyes And shoot him with my old 45 Cause a country boy can survive Country folks can survive Cause you can't stop us out And you can't make them run But when them old boys raise on shotgun We say great, we say man If you ain't in the south, we don't give a damn We're from North California and South Alabama And little towns all And a buck and run a truck line and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive.